Good morning and welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today as we get into the word of God, talk about it and allow it to change our life, which it will do. And so I hope if you're new, you'll come and join us regularly because we're here every day, 8.30 a.m. live Eastern time, or you can watch the video later in the day, or you can listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms. But let me tell you, we're people who want to get into the Word of God every day. We believe it makes a difference in, in our lives, not just if we snack on it when we feel like it. We don't want junk food, spiritual intake. We want true intake in this information age when we so much information coming to us. We want central in that to be the Word of God. This is Giving Tuesday. And a day that, uh, you know, nonprofits and around our country here in America, we encourage people to think after a, a Friday shopping and Cyber Monday shopping to think in terms of supporting nonprofit organizations. And so I'm sure that you, like me, I get all kinds of solicitations this week and all uh, asking for end of the year donations because that makes a difference in many nonprofit organizations. And if this has been a year that God has blessed you and and you'd like to catch up on some of your giving, then uh, often that happens here in the month of December uh, from on Giving Tuesday. I'd like to talk about how to be strategic. Yesterday, we talked about how we should be giving to churches. There's a charitable giving, and that is giving to people who are in need. And then there's a charitable giving where we give to organizations that are advancing causes we, that we believe in. It may be a evangelistic ministry. It may be an educational ministry. It may be something, again, it's advancing the kingdom. And I encourage, separate out those that are helping the poor from those that are advancing the kingdom. They're two separate areas of giving. And we don't just want to give to ministries because they're poor. We want to give to ministries because we believe in what they're doing. We want to give to the poor because we want to help them out in their time of need. And and there is a distinction there. Yesterday, I talked about prioritizing those who share the gospel. And the truth is, and I hate to say it, but a lot of churches aren't really sharing the gospel that much anymore. If you were to ask many people who are missionaries, who are being supported in campus ministry, you ready? Campus ministry. And they're supposed to be reaching people. When was the last time you actually made a gospel presentation to someone? You might be surprised. Sometimes they can go a whole semester and only do it two, three times. My goodness, that's shocking. People who are supported full time. I know a friend of mine, uh, Mike Cater, has begun a ministry, Run Global International, and they're reaching out in, in Southeast Asia. And they expect people to spend hours each day sharing the gospel. I know I work with these people. I do Zoom calls with them uh, every week into, in, in, into Southeast Asia, and I'm sharing the word with them. And, and we're expecting them to share the gospel hours every day, hours. Like, this is their full-time job. It's what they're getting paid for. And it's not just a matter of going out and building relationships with people. It's not just a matter of being nice, letting their light shine. We're sharing the gospel, and we're seeing people saved. And that's what we want to do. At TSCM, I want to encourage us that as well. We, we are people, and if you want to, are interested in supporting a ministry, of course, our TSCM, Tom Shore Camps Ministries, is a nonprofit organization, charitable organization, and we also rely heavily on year-end gifts. But here's what I want to say. In the Bible, we're told to go to the people. 
I mean, there's some specific verses. Look at the simplicity of, of the Great Commission, Jesus' last commandment. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations. He doesn't say just stay and expect people to come to you. We're to go to them. Of course, we saw yesterday, go and preach the gospel to all, and go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Again, we go. We don't expect people to come. One of my favorite parables or stories, Jesus tells a story about a man who's going to throw a, a wedding feast, and he urges, you know, he wants the house to be full. So he says, go, go invite the wedding guests. And a lot of the guests said, well, I'm, I'm busy. I can't come. I've got some work to do here. I can't do this. You know, I'm, I'm newly married myself, or I've got a, bought some property. I'm, I'm busy. I can't come. And so he urges the, the, the go out into, he says this, go out into the highways. The master said to the slave, go out into the highways and along the hedges and compel them to come in so that my house may be filled. God wants his house to be full. He wants heaven to be full. He wants hell to be empty. And so he says, go to them, compel them. You know, one thing I think about our ministry with TSCM and we go to the campuses, there are people who listen to me for hours each day who would have come to our church. And this is important to understand because so much of our ministry nowadays, so much of our evangelism is no longer go and tell, but it's, it's invite people, come, come sit with us, come to, come to our meeting, come to our church, come to our small group, come to something that we're doing, come in and, and, and watch us, observe us, and maybe you'll want to be like us and have what we have, maybe even catch by osmosis some of our beliefs. Now, I'm not going to. I'm not going to um, uh, criticize that, because a lot of churches don't even have that much. But the emphasis in Scripture is not come and watch our service. The emphasis in Scripture is not come into our church. The emphasis in Scripture is the church equips people to go out and tell the world. Why? Because a lot of people just won't come to our church. And folks, this is get this is more and more true than it was in the 80s and 90s when some of this morphing happened of expecting people to just come to our church service and hear the gospel there. There may have been a time in our culture when people were happy to come to churches and they wanted to and they thought it was culturally appropriate and they thought they should do it, they should bring their children there. In many ways those days are gone. Certainly they're gone with a lot of our public, a lot of our society. And there are people who will listen for hours on end as I preach on campus who would never go to a church. They'd feel unwelcome there. They'd feel judged there. They'd feel like they're, they're, they're not supposed to be there. They have no interest, no interest in going whatsoever. And yet they will sit out and they'll listen for hours as we talk about scriptural truths and we share the word with them and we talk about interesting topics. We talk about the things that are on their mind. Now, I want to say I'm not the only one who does this. There, there are plenty of other people. that uh, There are no ho whole lot that preach as I do, but there are others who do prayer walking. They walk the campus, or they walk through their neighborhoods, or they go even through apartment complexes, and they pray as they walk through neighborhoods, or they pray as they walk around, and they ask God to ask to lead them to people they can talk to, and they just strike up uh, simple conversations and sometimes it goes nowhere, and sometimes it leads to a person's salvation. 
They're, they're getting the gospel, but the point is they're taking the initiative. They're not waiting for the unbelievers to take initiative. And so often we do this. We've kind of been told in our culture, don't talk about religion and politics. Those are two hot button issues. Avoid religion and politics. So we don't talk about that at work. We don't talk about that in friendships. We, we just kind of avoid that. And yet somehow we as believers expect when it comes to evangelism, I'll wait for the unbeliever to have more boldness with me. I'll live a good life in front of him. I'll let my light shine, and I'll expect he or she will have the boldness to raise the question with me and ask what what I think, you know, what makes me different, or ask me about my religion. Brothers and sisters, we should be taking the initiative. We have the Spirit of God. We're the ones who are to be taking that initiative. Years ago, 1980, the fall of 1980, when I was first preaching on campus, a preacher came, excuse me, a well, he was a preacher, but he's a professor, came out, and he was irate with me, and he screamed, not on my turf. Well, there was a lot of students who gathered around were listening. I said, what do you mean? He said to me, listen, you can, you can say what you want in your church, but this is my turf, and you don't bring that here. Oh, my goodness, he, he, he hit the nail on the head. He talked about exactly what the church needs to be doing. He talked about the key to revival that we need to get the gospel out of just in the church, out of just talking to one another, as important as that is. We need to be taking the gospel outside the church walls. We need to take it to their turf. This has become my slogan. It's the title of a book I've I've written called Taking Taking It to Their Turf. I wear a little armband on my arm here, a little wristband that reminds me, taking it to their turf. This is what we're called to do. This is what I'm called to do. And this is what our ministry is called to do, to go to the people who wouldn't come to the church, go to the people who, are, who feel outcast, who feel far away. And brothers and sisters, the, the number of people, for instance, LGBT people, the number of people who are atheists, the number of people who, are, who have given, who've left the church, feel judged, feel, who, feel, who left the church on bad terms, who will sit out there and listen for hours as we preach. And at first, you know, they may argue and they may be against it, but as time goes on, it's not long. It's kind of like they're eating out of our hands, just listening to, soaking up what we're saying. This is what we need to do. Oh, that God may, might raise up thousands of people who will do this. Oh, that God might fill our land with those who are proclaiming the gospel. Now, I want to, do, want to make a, there's so much to say about this. I wish more and more would do this. I don't know why they don't. I don't judge anyone who doesn't get out in evangelism, but I'll tell you, it's tough turf. You get rejected, you get ridiculed. You're not preaching to the choir, you're preaching to a bunch of hell raisers. You're preaching to people who are gonna talk back. You're, gonna, you're preaching to people who are gonna push back. They're gonna challenge what you say. They're gonna make you defend what you say. They're not gonna just sit there and soak it in and listen and nod in agreement. They're gonna fight back. And they're often gonna fight back nasty, twist your words, cuss at you, say nasty things. It's often, it can be volatile. And yet this is where God calls us to, that's where we shine. That's where our character comes forth. That's where our kindness and our graciousness, firm in the truth, speaking the truth in love, that's where it really stands out and makes a difference. Oh, that there'd be more people like this. This more. Oh, that more of our leaders would, would be like this. Oh, that God would raise up more people like this. And again, whether you're preaching publicly to a crowd like me or prayer walking in your neighborhood, in your, in, in your shopping mall, 
just wherever, just as you're, you're being present, you're being out amongst people, praying, walking, saying, God, who do you want me to speak to? Lead me to someone. You'll be surprised how God can lead you. This is what we need. We've never seen a revival anywhere that, that stayed, where the message stayed in the church. We've never had a revival where people are only expected to come to us and listen. Revivals always happen as people went to, as Christians went to others. There's a whole spirit in our age today. It's a spirit in the church. It's very rare. It's very rare. We've 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 fallen into this. Uh, don't offend. Don't don't go out. Don't say anything that might upset someone. Don't say anything that could damage a relationship. Keep the truth to yourself. Uh, wait for them to initiate. We've fallen into something that's very hard to break out of, and oh, that God would help us to do so. I think of this verse. How then will they call on him in whom they've not believed? We're reading from Romans 10, verses 14 and 15. How will they believe in him whom they've not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher? And how will they preach unless they're sent? Just as, as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news of good things. Four questions he asked. They're pretty obvious. You can't believe unless you hear. You, you can't believe something you don't know. People can't get saved if they don't know the gospel. People can't believe what they've not what they don't know and they can't know what they've not heard and how will they hear unless someone tells them in the scripture it's called a preacher. How do they hear unless someone tells them and how can they tell them unless they're sent? And so as I speak of our ministry for just a minute, of course God sent me to the college campuses many many years ago. It's really interesting. I never graduated college. And I sometimes sometimes marvel that God has me out there debating with with professors at times or students, grad students, people who've been educated, and and what what's where's my wisdom come? It comes from the Word of God. It comes from this book, and to stand out there in some of these major universities, and all I have is the Word of God and the Spirit of God. I think it's an amazing thing that God would use someone like me to do that. And we have our, all that our number would increase. There are others like me, others preaching that I've God has used me to motivate. God has called me and he's called others onto this. Oh, I wish there were more. If you're listening to this and you feel compelled yourself, maybe contact me. Maybe God wants you to become someone who will boldly proclaim the word as well. But maybe, maybe uh, again, prayer walking, just walking, maybe just knowing how to break the ice, introduce a conversation. But also look at this. How will they go unless they're sent? And God sent me, or God called me, and the way things work in our in Christian world today is sending people support us, people who support our ministry, we call ministry partners. And they support us by their prayer, their financial giving, their encouragement. I know many of you who listen in here, you're my ministry partners, and you are behind me, and you're, you, your, your prayers and financial support, they're, they're what enables me to go and enables others in our ministry to go as well. And I'm so grateful to you, and I thank you. Remember, I'm only interested in ministry partners who believe in what we're doing. I'm interested in people who say, boy, I believe in this, I see the need, I want to get behind it, I want to be part of the team. And if that's you, I invite you to be on it as you're able. Some can give quite generously, some can't. Some are a ministry partner only in their prayers, and we love that because prayer makes a difference some through their financial giving, and some through their words of encouragement. Whatever the case, we are a team. We can't do this alone. 
I'm grateful for all who are involved with us. On this Giving Tuesday, if God leads you to be a, a ministry partner with us, or if you've been watching these and you say, you kind of like what we talk about like on, here in our daily word and prayer, or you like what I do, um, get behind us, join our team. If you've not yet read my book, write us and ask us for a copy. We usually ask for a donation, but I'll send it to anyone because I believe in this concept, take it to their turf. There's just stories about how it works. People ask me, does this do any good? So many people, when we're on campus, every single day, God is at work in someone's life, every day. Yes, there's many people who might fight back or argue or disagree, but there's rarely a day where God doesn't work in someone's life. And so if you don't have a copy of my book, write me, tom at tomthepreacher.com, and I'll send you a copy. And if you can join and be a ministry partner, we'd love you to do so. But folks, the key thing is, it's not about us. It's not about me. God has called me to this. Not everybody. We're not all to do this. But God gives different gifts to different people and different callings to different people. And if this is something you're behind, then get behind us and support us. Or if there's others you know who are taking the gospel to people, get behind them. Pray for them. Support them. They need your help. They need your encouragement. This is tough work. I've had many times when someone comes up to me and says, boy, I'd like to do this on campus. I'd like to preach like you do. In my heart of hearts, I say, you don't know what you're asking for. This is tough work. This is spiritual warfare. This is often criticism. You got to have thick skin. You got to have a real backbone. You got to have a lot of courage because it's it can be at times a lonely road where where um, I, I often I often discourage people from saying know what you're getting into. There is a cross to bear when you decide to take the gospel to the people. Lord, we thank you for the gospel message. Help us not keep it hidden amongst ourselves. Give us the boldness and the courage to take it to others. Thank you, Father, how you put this on my heart and how you've put it on others like Rich and Keith and others who I know and uh, who are brothers in the faith who are taking it faithfully to others. Oh, Lord, I ask you to, to generously meet this financial needs of all these who are taking the gospel to others. I think of my friends in, in North Carolina, Burke and his team, and I think of Matt and his team down in in. Um, in Gainesville and in so many places, Alex and in in Indianapolis and Lord, so many people who are taking it to others. I'm not alone in this by any means, but I pray, Father, you would raise up a whole host. Oh, Father, raise up hundreds and hundreds of people. However, they do it, whether publicly preaching or prayer walking or initiative evangelism or whatever they do, Lord. Help us to get the gospel out of the churches and into the streets. Compel us to go into the highways and byways to tell the people, that to compel them to come in, that your house might be full. Oh, we pray for this, and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, folks, so glad to have you along. I've gotten a little bit long today, but as you can tell, this is something that gets me fired up. And so if you're new, welcome. I hope you'll join us regularly hit the subscribe button, like the video. All of you, if you like the video and leave a comment, it helps the placement on YouTube. It helps it go to more people. So just like the video if you can, if you like it uh, every day and um, leave a comment, say something, tell your friends, let's grow this channel. Let's help that more and more people tune in and join us in this daily word and prayer time. Those of you here regularly, I love you. So glad you're with us. 
I know I'm sowing the seed on good soils. I'm talking to you. I sow the seed out on the campus. It's often hard soil, rocky soil, thorny soil. And sometimes we hope for a little bit of good soil. When I'm teaching here, I know I'm sowing on good soil. It encourages me to know that I'm sharing the word with people who are drinking it in, wanting to obey it. I love you guys. You encourage me. So until we meet tomorrow, might God strengthen you, bless you, and fill you with his grace, his love, and faith in him. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.